You're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi on the Stitcher Radio Network. You're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with Rico Dosti and friends. Your weekly dose of geeky goodness. Welcome to another exciting episode of Treks in Sci-Fi. Episode number 539 for May 17th, 2015. I'm Rick Moyer. And I'm Amy Moyer. And we are filling in in the driver's seat for the Rico Man. Thanks, Rico. Yeah, hi, Rico. Thanks for letting us take over, jump into the driver driver's seat and drive your Treks in Sci-Fi bus uh, rocket ship around. Yeah, I guess rocket ship sounds more sci-fi, but, you know, I guess you can have sci-fi buses, too. Well, they had that on, uh, what's their name? The Magic School Bus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, we're excited about being here. You know, we were going to be here last week, but Rico has been traveling. You know, he does all sorts of travel now. The man, the guy is Mr. Jet Setter. He's all Mm -hmm. over the place. But uh, we're excited about doing this because we wanted to do a Mother's Day special. We kind of done... Doing that every year around Mother's Day, since that was the first time that we ever did a podcast together, was on Trex and Sci-Fi. Hmm. We kind of came back, and we've done this almost every year now for the last have, seven Have seven we done them years. about mothers? I know we did the very first time. No, we did around Mother's Day. Okay, because I, I didn't remember doing But they're all been Mother's Day mothers. themed, if you think about it. Remember when we really? did The Child? Okay. That was around Mother's Day. Yeah, and um, I brought that up to one of the people on the um, sci-fi, Treks and Sci-Fi Facebook page because they, they listed off almost moms, and I said, well, no, um, one of those was a mom for a whole episode. Right. That well, was we'll that episode. We'll, yeah, we'll get there. That was Star Trek Next Generation. It was. So we thought it would be fun to do Moms in Sci-Fi. Yeah. You know, why not? Because, you know, you now, Amy, are kind of a sci-fi mom. I am. And we love the Anomaly ladies. Yeah. We think they're awesome. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you haven't listened to their latest episode, at least at the time of this airing, uh, we list, I've, I've listened to, I don't know if you have, about Phantom Menace. 
It's fantastic. I haven't yet. It's like sitting down with Jan and Angela and having a talk over coffee about The Phantom Menace. What they loved and what they didn't love. Well, I listened to several other um, podcasts on Star Wars because they're... And I've listened to several of their podcasts on bad Star Trek episodes, yeah. too. The worst of Trek. Yeah. Yeah. They're really great. And then yeah. we also listen to Women in Sci-Fi. Mm-hmm. Or Women Talk Sci-Fi. Is yeah, that they have they have a lot of interesting interviews from different That's conventions. That's another podcast. Uh-huh. From the Land Down Under. Yeah, they help with putting on the conventions. Doing podcasts from the Land Down Under. In Australia. And so they interview a lot of people. I think one of my favorite ones was when they interviewed J.J. Um, Abrams when he was in the uh-huh. cast of... Um, the cast of the new Star Trek movies. Oh, yeah. That was a really fun interview. That must have been. Can you imagine? I wouldn't even be able to do it. I'd be too excited. Well, and it was funny because they were um, eating snacks and stuff while they were interviewing them. And I can't remember. One of them. It was JJ. One of them went down to pick up um, what they would call a biscuit and it was a cookie. Got something else uh, on accident that he right. wasn't expecting, and it was really funny. So, but I know. So we we listen to a lot of different podcasts, and we love the whole concept and idea in science fiction of women being equals to men, with there not being a difference in thing or differentiation thing. That's not even a word, but you know what I mean. It seems that in sci-fi literature Mm -hmm. that women have pretty strong and awesome roles for the most part. It's gotten better. It's got better. I I remember remember the um, original Star Trek episodes that they did. I felt like... Even though they made strides for equality, like well, Uhura was on the bridge. She yeah, was an officer. She was on the bridge, and that was awesome. Yeah, that was fantastic. And uh-huh. they they had a lot for um, not only gender equality but also um, racial equality. Yeah, and I I really thought that was groundbreaking. But I also thought it was they were still quite sexist on oh, that show. No, the. Yeah, they were very sexist with what they had the women wear and what? how they, they had, had awesome the women. Act. I don't know what you're talking about. They had a lot of lack of outfits, in my opinion. Well, they probably felt better on the there ship. More couple, air conditioning. A couple pieces of tin foil oh, placed like the here or there, yeah. and yeah. and even on her as um, dress, yeah. it was extremely, extremely short. Most of the time, you could see her undies. They were the same color. Ooh, and sci-fi undies. Well, they were the same color. They had to be the same color because the the skirt was so short. The dress was so short. It was didn't even cover her. Well, in the next generation, face. though, you think about it. In the next generation Star Trek, men wear, wore dresses. The first season, I think. They quit doing that, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. The dress uniforms were had were like actual dresses. But they they had pants under them. Yeah. But yeah, some of the You didn't see a man in a miniskirt. Yeah, well they did have men in in, in skirts, skirts. But not a miniskirt cuz that would they be really short, really short. odd. Yeah. So anyway, I I think they've made better progress in next generation and beyond from the original series i yeah. they made a lot of real sexist remarks in yeah. the original series but they still weren't they still made progress 
Well, we're going to talk today when we get to our subject um, about <laughs> moms in sci-fi. Yeah. But before we do, there's a couple of things that we wanted to cover. Okay. The very first thing is Supergirl. Yeah, I'm uh, really let, excited let's talk about, about that. This. You and I watched the trailer for CBS's new series, Supergirl. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the trailer? I thought it was fantastic. It was kind of like a woman finding out who she really is. And in this case, <laughs> she was um, the cousin to Superman and had these extra special abilities like Superman did because she's an alien. From Krypton. And, and she's kind of coming into her own and accepting the strength that's within her and not trying to hide it all the time because you know you know the clark kent kind of went through that right um too where he had to try to i want to i want to say that, that at first i was like skeptical it was fantastic the I trailer thought, was great well, okay so we watched the trailer and i'm watching it thinking wow mm-hmm. not so bad yeah I like the quirkiness of it. It seemed yeah. to be a little... Well, okay, you and I enjoy watching The Flash. Yeah, I like it. And the reason I like... I was talking to a young woman uh, who is a friend of my daughter's. Mm-hmm. And she was wearing a Deadpool t-shirt. You don't know who that is, mm-hmm. do you? Okay, well, anyway. I won't go into detail. Most of the folks listening probably know who Deadpool is. Anyway, um, we were talking about The, the Flash. Yeah. And she... Said it was a little bit corny, but she liked it. But and, I like a little bit of corny. Well, and then I said to her, "That's why I like the show." Yeah. As opposed to when we watch Arrow, and Arrow is very dark. Yeah, it's darker. There's a lot more like. There's not as much comedy. Mm-hmm. There are some a little bit every once in a while, but not nothing like the Flash. There's some pretty consistent comedy. The characters are. More, but the you know the car- the cartoon Flash was even more goofy. Than, oh yeah, than he was always sarcastic. Yeah, and just a goofball. But, uh, but, but all that to say, I really like the Flash. I like what they're doing with it. It was awesome. Yeah, to see Grodd and and uh, all these different Ooh. characters. No, not no, no. Oh, that's the wrong one. That's, that's the wrong Guardians series. Of the Galaxy. Dude. Sorry, yeah, this was the Grodd the big ape. But he talks weird like that though. Me. Anyway, I'm not going to try. Okay. Well, anyway, um, what I was trying to say when you so nicely interrupted me was, that's okay. You can interrupt me anytime you want, dear. (laughs) Yeah. What I was trying to say is that the quirkiness of Flash kind of, uh, Supergirl kind of had, at least the trailer kind of had that feel to it where I think it's going to be, it might be kind of funny and and in in a good way. You're not paying attention to me. Oh, I'm just going to the Treks and Sci-Fi Facebook page because we had a bunch of comments that I wanted to. Well, we're gonna have we're ready. not even on that part yet. I know. I'm just getting ready. So anyway, I'm looking forward to Supergirl. It's going to be on CBS coming up in the fall. In I the fall, yeah. I'm excited about it, and and it's kind of funny, you know. We raised two boys, and it wasn't this Mother's Day, but a couple Mother's Days ago, they took me to Thor for Mother's Day. And a lot of people would be like, what? You went to Thor for Mother's Day? And I kind of like some of the cheesy superhero comic book stuff. You know, I, I watched Lord they didn't of the... They did make Thor cheesy. I watched Lord of the Rings with our kids. I've gone to Iron Man with them. And, um, what a mom. I think in some ways I like some of the comic book 
shows even more than you do. Some of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I love Agent Carter. Yeah. Now, see, I haven't got into that show, and I really need to watch it because I, I hear it's really good. I found out they they renewed it, so I was really excited. <coughs> now, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., some people really like it. They renewed it. For some reason, it lost. I lost my interest. Now, okay. In well, it. this is what I've heard, um, that some people stopped watching it, like me. Mm-hmm. And we should probably go back and watch it again because yeah. it got really, really great. Like our friend Kenny uh-huh. from California, Rico likes it, Kenny likes it. A lot of people on the Trex and Sci-Fi Facebook page I, I think like I, it. I think what happened is I got busy and I got behind and then I got lost. Yeah, me too. And so... So I didn't care about the characters. What's then. nice about um, Netflix and stuff and things like that is that you can go back and, you know catch up on a weekend that you're maybe not so busy and you know catch up on a season that you missed and just then... don't spill your ketchup on the season <laughs> yeah so so any other shows you're looking forward to coming up or what, what did you think of without doing any spoilers what did you think of the avengers age of ultron i thought it was really good and you know i've read a lot of articles on um the anomaly podcast and also on treks and sci-fi um on their facebook pages and i don't really get the critique i I guess some people were upset at the black widow because i i can't spoil it but i don't know i think they maybe didn't think she was strong enough or something or I I didn't get it because I thought she kicked butt and she was awesome so I don't understand I love her character I think she does a great and and Scarlett Johannes does a really great job at portraying her Johansson Johannes (laughs) (laughs) I think he's Johansson anyway she does a great job with that character and Scarlett yeah she does a great job and so I don't understand any of the critique or criticism there because i i think all of those the the iron man the captain america the um incredible hulk yeah actually i like him more in the avengers than i like the movie for some reason i didn't really like like what the um the green guy the hulk i didn't really get into his movie but yeah the all the thor movies all those movies um i thought have been really really well done and then the avengers just pulled all those characters together and they're hilarious um the first avengers movie that we went and saw in theaters i think it was the first one and we sat around through the the credits at the end, and then there was the best scene in the whole movie. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> at the very end, and, um, you know, they were just all sitting around, too exhausted to really eat, kind of playing with their food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then people are sweeping up glass all around them. Right. So, anyway, they're great movies. The characters play really well. So um, you liked of Age other. of Ultron, then? Yeah, I did. And and one of our favorite actors played the vo- the villain's voice. James oh, James Spader. Spader. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Except that every time I heard his voice, I thought of The Blacklist. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, he's been around since we were teenagers. He was in, like, the... Six... He was in Stargate, the original Stargate movie. He was Daniel Jackson. Okay, well, before that, he going, was in the going back to when I was in high school, he was in, like, 16 Candles. Wasn't he in The Breakfast Club? 
I'm not sure if he's in. Um, he was in a couple different Molly Ringwald movies, I think. That Molly era. Ringworm. Ringwald. Oh, Ringwald. Not yeah. Ring, Ring World. <sighs> okay, let's Ringworm. move on. So yeah, okay. Any other movies or TV shows you want to talk about before we get into our subject today? Not that I can really think of. We're kind of, you know, talk keeping it on sci-fi since this is a sci-fi podcast. Yeah. Oh, you like out? Well, well, oh, I forgot to ask you. Oh. What are you thinking about the second season of of Boobland?er oh. I mean, uh, Outlander. Well, how do I say this? I'm really nervous about this coming week. Because it's a part of the book that I was uncomfortable with. All right. Well, let's just talk about. So it for, we're for just a we're moment. going to. I it, and I've heard that they have more than done it justice, which makes me very scared. Oh, well, thanks. Because it's it's no it's it's nothing. Um, how do I say this? It's sadistic. It, right. The the. But basically, Outlander, if you haven't watched it yet, I'm surprised. A lot of the folks on, on Treks and Sci-Fi have admitted they haven't seen the movie. Or, I mean, well, they haven't seen the series. Okay. It's on stars. Mm-hmm. It's kind of... It's, it's an a, adult It's show. very adult. Do not turn it on thinking this is going to be a family show. It yeah, is not, not a family a show. Family show. Um, there's a lot of violence. It's, it's a lot like uh, Game of Thrones when it comes to the violence. Um, the, I, yeah, I haven't uh, watched Game of Thrones, yeah. but um, there's violence. Um, there's more skin than we're used to. Um, in other words, there's nudity in it. Yeah. And, you know, I love the show because I've read, I think I'm on the last book right now that's come out. Um <laughs> I've gone through the books, and the main character is a very strong woman that she time travels Mm -hmm. from the 1940s. She was a nurse. She goes back 200 years into the past, and she's a very strong, um, very um, intelligent woman. Um, So I, I like the characters in it. They have very strong characters. Right. And it's very, the TV show, they've they've made it extremely well with the cinematography and the music. The same person did the music. Bear McCrary is his name. Yeah, for this is for Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica, Star Galactica yeah. the, the newer TV series. Well, and we did a whole show for Treks and Sci-Fi on this, and, and you can listen to and that. And it's really good, but it is it is a little bit... I was just trying to ask you what you thought of the second season. Yeah, it's an eclectic blend of historical fiction and and so science fiction. So what do you think of the second season so far? <laughs> well, I like it so far, but this next week, I don't know if I'm going to like it because <laughs> it was, yeah. So anyway, if you haven't watched it yet, don't watch this next week. Oh. Don't don't start here. Go back and watch it from the beginning. On demand. Go, go back to the very first show. Do not start watching it at this next because it really doesn't represent the whole no this next week it it had they have a very evil villain in this who um worse than darth vader way way he makes darth vader look like an altar boy right 
Yeah. So he's. Um, so, okay. Suffice it to say, you're liking the second season of Outlander. So far. So far. I haven't <laughs> kept up on it, but. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Any other things before we get onto our subject now? No, go ahead. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time to get into our subject of the week on Treks in Sci Fi Moms in Sci Fi. There, a little bit of uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Mrs. Robinson, you know why? I have a feeling I know. <laughs> well, okay. What is that feeling? I have a feeling that it's one of a tribute to one of the most famous sci fi moms ever. It's not my favorite, but you like it. Well, no, I'm not. I don't really even know hardly any of the episodes. Yeah, I've only watched a couple, and they really annoy me. Mrs. Robinson was the mom Mm. on Lost in Space. And it was also Rico Dosti's favorite. Well, of course, Rico has good taste, right? Yeah. But you know, that wasn't her first time as a mom on TV. Yeah, I I heard that. She was also in another very popular show, but not sci fi. My very favorite show when I was three years old. That's right, Lassie. Mm-hmm. She was the mom on Lassie, so she was an awesome sci-fi mom. Yeah, I liked her better in Lassie. So, dear, what are some of your favorite? Well, let's talk about your favorite sci-fi moms, then mine, and then we'll read our list of favorite sci-fi moms. Okay. Well, um, I think one of my favorites was from the TV show, The Sarah Connor Chronicles. Sarah Connor. Yeah. Not from Terminator. Yeah, I like the TV show better. Why did you like Sarah so much in the Sarah Connor Chronicles? Well, I felt like she really cared about her son, and she cared about humanity, and I just thought she was a very strong woman. I thought she was a good, strong, fully, you know, well-developed character. Yeah, I thought she was, too. Mm -hmm. I actually really enjoyed Sarah Connor Chronicles. Mm -hmm. I did, too. I thought it was a good show. So, um, do you have any other moms you like from sci fi? Yeah, I thought of a, a couple other ones. Um, that you got a kick out of that I got a kick out. Some are, are children's shows, you okay, know, like I, what I raised kids, sure, and um, so did I, yeah. But a couple of the ones that we really enjoyed, we actually raised the same kids, yeah, it was kind of scary, but. Um, a couple of shows that our kids really liked that mm-hmm. had really good, strong um, mothers were um, Spy Kids. Oh, yeah. That was a great... Now mm-hmm. flushing your poop. <laughs> yeah. And my our boys really got a kick out of that part. Why did and you like her? I just... I like the fact that, you know, she was 
a really good action hero kind of super spy. But she, you know, was trying to do the best for her kids and make sure they had a, a good balanced life and and all that. And the same goes for this other character I was thinking about. Very similar was the mom from Incredibles. Oh, yeah. She was that way, too. She yeah. really cared about her kids. And they actually took time off of being superheroes to raise mm-hmm. their family. And then it en- ended up bringing their family into the superheroes. Yeah. So I that liked, was my cat, by the way. I, that sound of him shaking. I really his liked um, both those shows, um, the moms in both those, Spy right, Kids okay. and Incredibles. So how about you? Me? Well, you know what moms I like the most. Um, Star Trek. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the Star Trek moms are awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, in the new movie, we got to see Kirk's mom for a brief moment in time. Very when brief. she gave birth to him. She did a lot of screaming. You did she? Ah! Wow, that was pretty awesome. Thank she, you. She was My having, earphones feel really good right now. Oh, okay, sorry. She was having Jeez. she was having Kirk literally as the worlds were time and space and battles and yeah, all that was going on. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty, pretty cool. crazy. And then of course we got to see Thor. Yeah. He Kirk's played dad, Kirk's George dad. Kirk. George mm-hmm. Kirk. Sure looked a lot different, though. At first, I yeah. didn't even recognize. Yeah, you don't recognize mm-hmm. him that way, no. No. But he was cool. But he's not a mom, so we can't no. really talk about him too much. But other Star Trek moms that I really enjoyed, um, let's think about um, Spock's mom, Amanda. Yes, I know you like like Amanda. Now, from the, the original series mm-hmm. now, because uh, Sarek had, uh, how many wives did he have? Two or three? Perrin? I don't know because he they live to be hundreds of years old. So. Right. So his his first wife passed away, mm-hmm. but um, she was great in Journey to Babel. That that one where they um, no not the space hippie one. You always okay. think the space. Yeah. Heading out to Eden, yay, yay brother. brother Herbert Herbert. I reach. Okay. Wasn't that one? No. It was the one where um, Sarek comes on to the Enterprise, and. Um, He's sick and he needs a blood transfusion okay. of the green blood. And Amanda, Spock's mom, mm-hmm. is just very strong in that show. And I love watching her character and how much she cares about Spock, how much she cares about her husband, and and how she tries to bridge the gap between the human and the uh, the Vulcan part of Spock. It was good. My favorite Star Trek moms are both in the same family. I know who they are. Owner of the the sacred, sacred chalice, chalice of, of reeks, yeah. Um, Daughter of the fifth house of Betazoid. Beta Zed, isn't it? All right, whatever. Yeah, I now always get her first name. Loaxana Troy. Loaxana Troy and Diana Troy. But and, you know, at first I had to say Loaxana <clears throat> was kind of a. Okay. They made her into a bumbling kind of. Okay, um, they did, and yet there were some episodes. Where she was the most poignant. She was. Oh my goodness! Some of them I just about cried. Like there's. She was so good. There was one that dealt with. Well, um, you're looking at this is this is Majel Barrett. One that dealt with like euthanasia. Oh, half a life. Yeah. That just her acting was amazing, and even when she was like really obnoxious. And that was, that was one of the shows that we actually got to see the young children in Asia, and that was, it was excellent. No. Oh, not euthanasia? No. no. You're talking about half a life when the when the guy from when, MASH. When as soon as they turned 60 the years old. The doctor from old, MASH. They were terminated? Commi- they, no, they committed suicide. Something like that. Yeah. 
put down whatever put down and um <laughs> and anyway she did a fantastic no, 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 no. yeah she did a fantastic no. job and and that's one of the things i did like about star trek is that they were all through the series they were able to pose social moral questions um, and not in a preachy way or self-righteous, this is a certain way, but um, they dealt with, yeah. this, with like, um, this, the value of life, whether it is, like, the value of the unborn or the value of the elderly. When Diana was impregnated by this alien light... And this child grew up inside her. And by the way, she was a mom for a whole episode. She was a mom. And that was one of my favorite episodes because um, Worf was thinking, you know, this alien can be a threat to our well, thing. And he and was like, oh, like, let's terminate it. It could be a threat. And she goes, I just want everyone to know no one's going to mess with my kid, you know. And, and she, Yeah. So she and, had Ethan. Yeah. Remember a, another mom in Star Trek that was really cool that I loved? Data's mom. Oh yeah, Remember I almost that? Re- but she turned out to be a, a android also. Yeah, but she's still Data's mom. Yeah, that was kind of weird. That was an awesome episode. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But they they didn't let her know she was an android. She thought she was human. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's some really and, good moms on Star Trek. Yeah, some great moms on Star Trek. And I'm Trek. surprised you haven't said one of your favorite moms. But b- b- Beverly. That's true. Beverly Crusher was an <laughs> awesome mom. She loved Wesley so much. I she wasn't my favorite mom, but she I, was a Oh, a don't good you mom. think she was a great mom though? She loved her yeah. son. She had some of the Remember that and I slapped him. Yeah, you liked her more than I did. I thought that Gates McFadden did an awesome job as Beverly. Yeah. And she was a great mom. She loved Wesley. She she nur- nurtured him, and she mm-hmm. let him have his space when he got older. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess she so. She was a great mom, other than mm-hmm. in the episode of The Game, when she tried to get him to the, play The, the game. game. is one of my least favorite episodes. Every time you try to watch it, I'm going, please, let's not watch that. Yeah. Because it annoys me. Yeah. Yeah. Other, <laughs> I won't uh, go any wide. other moms in Star Trek that you think are cool? Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not really. Hmm. There were a lot of moms in Star Trek. Thought about the one that that wore the. Oh, Guinan. She was awesome. Awesome mom. And she, she did it ever show any of her children? No. But she just talked about them. I thought about the lady that wore the fur bikini that eventually found they found out that Spock had a child with her. That was in the books. That was in the books. I don't think that was in the movie. I thought there was like an episode, was it in in one of the movies or something and Spock was going to help that planet or something. That was in the books. Um no, there was an episode when, when they go back in time, McCoy and him go. Yeah, was it on? It was in one of the movies, I think. No. And they find cave drawings on that planet, and they find out that Spock had a son or something. I think I, I don't know. There's some kind of thing about Spock having a that's son. A, that's a book you read. That's a book because we oh. have it on our iPods. 
Oh, I get confused because yes, I have wow. read. I have read some. <laughs> I'm like going, what movie was this in? That was I, that it, was look a at, book. If you're listening today and we got this totally wrong, <laughs> let us know because I don't remember a, that in I, any movies. I remember it was a book. It was Spock. It was a Spock book. book. Mm-hmm. We've we I have read and listened to several Star Trek books. Audio books and paper books. I mean, remember we got to meet, uh, did, did we get to meet Jordy's mom in one of the shows uh, in Next Generation? But it, she was a, a hallucination. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was thinking Captain Janeway was a mom of sorts. She had she puppies. Well, yeah, puppies. She had puppies and she had and she, Didn't she have puppies. Q's baby? No, he wanted to have a baby oh, with that's her. Right. He, that's but right. then another Q and he touched fingers and had a baby if yeah. it was only that easy <laughs> wouldn't be as fun much fun but the birthing might be a little easier maybe yeah. Oh, yeah yeah any other moms in star trek and t- before we go to our other list of folks that wrote about moms i i can't really think of anyone i was well my favorite moms in sci-fi are in star trek i guess we could talk about one that we did agree on martha kent Oh, yes. From great Superman mom. fame. Great, great mom. What a cool mom. She, she wasn't really his mom, the, but she was his mom. I thought it was fun how in the TV show Smallville, how they actually got the lady who had played Clark Kent's high school girlfriend. Yeah, Lana from, Lang. From the movies yeah. with Christopher Reeve to yeah. um, play the mom. Play Martha. Martha. Yeah. I thought that was She fun. was a strong mom, too. And, you know, um, Spider-Man. Um, and be his great aunt. But she played She the, played. She basically was his she mom. She was his, basically And they his, both, his mom, both yeah. her and Martha had to. Um, Overcome difficult circumstances and when they lost their husbands, their when spouses. they lost them, yeah. yeah. And they did a great job. They, mm-hmm. you know, they cared about the uh, their kids. Held their families together and kept moving yeah, forward. Yeah, very, very good moms. Yep. Any other moms that we like in sci-fi that we can think of? You like mm. the Dune moms. There's a there's yeah. somebody wrote about that. Yeah, we had a few comments about the the moms. What, what comments do we get? Well, I think I mentioned before. Rick Dosty mentioned uh, Maureen Robinson from Lost in Space. That's right. Um, and you might have to help me with some of these names. Orwin Brennan. Is that how you say? It? I don't know. Um. It says, Hi, Arwen. surely the Queen Alien deserves a shout out. Well, you know, that's funny because she, the Queen Alien <laughs> showed up on several of the web pages that we yeah. did research on Sci-Fi Moms. And they, they, hey, she's an alien, but she loved her. She was lethal. Mm-hmm. She pr- tried to protect her young ones. And, uh, you know, she had admirable qualities, but she just happened to... Uh, have large jowls that poke things through people's faces and acid for saliva. Can you read the next one? What are you doing? I, I'm i not really familiar with the Alien series, and that's another Alien one, isn't it? Ripley? Yeah. Okay. You go ahead and read that one. <laughs> okay. Fraser said that it's got to be Ripley and Aliens losing her... Uh, her own daughter, due to being in space so long and becoming the mother of Newt. I I don't really understand that. I you haven't tried, watched the Alien movies. I've tried to avoid anything to do with Alien and pre- but Predator. But you're right. You're right. And then, Ripley rocks. 
Owen said she took a flamethrower to another mother's kids. Yep. And that destroyed them all. That woman was a monster. That woman was a monster. <laughs> I, I don't get it because those Thank movies you. totally gross me out. So right. um, Quinn Martin <laughs> agreed with me about Sarah Connor. Um, Pete Fultz. Um, I play Words with Friends with him, I believe. Anyway, mm -hmm. I think so. Also agreed with He's Rico. the one that gave me my Darth Vader. Uh, um, Something? Apron. Oh, cool. Yeah, you, you wear I use that it all the time, time, Pete. Just want you to know I use yes. it all the time. Yes. Um, Pete said, Lost in Space, Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. And then he says, I will refrain from mentioning, I don't know how to pronounce this, Cerezii Sir, Lancaster from Game of Thrones. Okay. I don't know who that is because I don't watch Game of Thrones. We don't Game watch of Game of Thrones, so. So, um, Ron Rutherford said... Mindy, the mother of Merith. Do you remember Mork and Mindy? Jonathan Winters. Remember? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Jonathan Winters in a diaper. That was so awkward. That was very awkward. But I have to say Mindy was really cool. And, yeah. She was know, a good mom. And she was a good mom. And rest in peace. What? Well, that was the show with Robin Williams. Oh, don't bring that so, up. So that's kind of sad. Nanu, um, nanu. Yeah. And Ron also said honorable mention for um, almost moms, Amy Pond on Doctor Who, mm. Deanna Troy from Next Generation, which I, a mom. I had to comment. She was a mom for one whole episode. That's right. And um, Dana Scully from X-Files. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I had a, that was in a period where we really didn't have TV, so I didn't watch a lot they're of X-Files. You know they're bringing the X-Files back. I've heard that. For a quick series, yeah. So I might like them. I, we had really small kids when... We will like them. They're, when, they're pretty cool. Um, when they were on to begin with, and yeah. so that wasn't something we really watched. But So one more. Okay. One more. Ruth Cowell said, Jessica, Altre I will say her the name wrong, Altrides, Altrides from Dune. Uh -huh. Will you say the name right for me? I, I think it's Paul Atreides. 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 Yeah. You so think about them trading Jessica Atreides. Atreides from Dune. And I have to agree with Ruth. I like that character a lot. She went against um, the Bene Gesserit and had a son to continue her husband's line. He goes on to be the Messiah of Dune. And um, she is a fierce, also a fierce Get warrior. Right that microphone, dear. She is also a fierce warrior. And the mother of the Messiah. Okay, Dan. other moms that we did not mention on our list. Okay. But we did see out there. Mm-hmm. That was we saw on different websites. Jane Jetson. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. Dude, I was in the doctor's office the other day uh -huh. uh, dropping some stuff off for a client. And all of a sudden, somebody's phone went up. Do, 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 do. And you knew that was from I Jetsons. Knew. I walked up. I said, hey, nice, nice. Uh, ringtone. Ringtone. The Jetsons. And she smiled. And I walked out. <laughs> I thought that was awesome, but yeah, Jane Jetson was she loved her kids. Yeah, Elroy. Yeah. What was the girl's name? Joan? Was it Joan? No, Ju Julie. Judy. Judy. It was Judy Jetson. Boy, I was pulling that from way back. Yeah. I haven't watched that in a yeah. long time. And then other ones that people had had put down that they really liked the mom uh, from Poltergeist. 
Uh, yeah, not my favorite. Yeah, and then and then there was another one. How about the mom from E.T.? Uh, she's pretty cool, but she's a little skitzy in my opinion. Now, see, I think that, that she was a very strong woman. She was yeah. raising. She was a single mom. That's true. Raising her kids and doing the best she could. Yeah. And she loved Elliot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then uh, the other Bone one that was on Bone. there um, was the lady from the third uh, Close Encounters of the Third Time Kind. Gosh, time? can't even talk. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay. Yeah. And she was the mom. Remember when her kid got abducted by the aliens? Uh, she went out searching for him, met up with the guy that did the mashed potato mountain. I remember the mashed potato she, mountain. She, she went all the way over the mountain and then went to find her kid. And she was a very so, strong mom. What are the notes from... La, 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 la. la, la. Yeah. La, la, la. I remember Simon, wah, that game, wah. Simon. We wah, used to try wah. to play those notes on the yeah, game. Yeah, didn't yeah. work. Yeah, it kind of did. So, so there, there were some other sci-fi moms that people had mentioned. Uh-huh. And uh, so we got a lot of those same ones, but not all of them. So sci-fi moms on the Treks and Sci-Fi podcast. Mm -hmm. So we thought we'd just honor all the sci-fi moms and say, way to go, mom. Yeah. Space, space cadets. Live long and prosper. And all that jazz. Mm -hmm. But we, we, our hats, we tip our hats to all the moms out there uh, in sci-fi land. And again, we want to... Um, Say thank you to uh, Rico for letting us step in for a little bit, talk about some of the greatest things ever. And that's sci-fi and moms all wrapped up into one. Lots and lots of fun. So anything else you want to say about moms before we go? I already said it. More power to you if you're a mom. Even if you're not a sci-fi mom. It's not, it's not always an easy job. So a lot of times you're holding down a job and... Let's just say, okay, okay. Take before, care of kids and a husband. Before we go, things that we wish were a reality for moms that came out of sci-fi. Oh, the replicators on Star Trek. Oh, yeah. That you didn't ever have to, like, cook or clean. You just throw stuff in there and it cleans it and it... it Self-cleaning apartments. Yes. That that would be wonderful. Mm -hmm. What else? Uh, that's That's all I need. That's it. Is a like replicator in a self-cleaning self apartment. apartment. I would be happy. That's it. Yeah, maybe maybe one of those. Okay, I think when our like... kids became teenagers, a transporter would have been nice. <laughs> yeah. And then we would so have to drive, to all, drive over the place. all over. Right. Yeah, what and else? I was thinking that flying cars. <laughs> I was no. thinking the cool arboretum that um, Keiko Keiko did with all the flowers. I would have liked one of those. Yeah. Um, shuttlecrafts would have been fun. Yeah. Better better drive one of those as a soccer mom. Yeah, I guess. Mm -hmm. <coughs> no laser guns. We would have liked when our kids were smaller to have a communicator. They did finally come out with cell phones, and so that's mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Anything other thing, technology that you'd want as a mom? You know, I think some of the medical technology and... Yep. And we've gotten close to that, except for most of it's too expensive for a lot of people to really. It'll use come down in price. Year. But they're they're. Even but you know, like the the medical bed things that they had mm -hmm. on Star Trek, they you know scanners. Yeah. And nowadays we can do. Are that. very similar to that today. The cat scans. Cat scans and. The, I just think it's sad though. Why don't they have dog scans and people scans and they only have cat scans? Oh mercy. 
Okay. Why would anybody want to put their cat on a scanner? Hmm. My cat won't. She'll sit on it if she you want to feed him. But you can't get the cat to stay while you scan them. It doesn't work. Okay. I think we need to wrap up now. All right. No other technology you can think of that you'd like? Well, the medical technology and maybe the technology that's on Star Trek to end hunger and disease. Oh, yeah. Much. Um, and, yeah, because supposedly in the... That there is no hunger and disease. Yeah. That would be nice. That as would be a, nice. As a mom, not to have to worry about inoculations, all that jazz, and have where your just kids, done. where your kids' um, next meals gonna come from. That yeah, there's always enough food for them. Well, there you go. Our take on sci-fi yeah. moms, and um, as well as the technology from things that would be cool to have, and that's that. All right, thank you so much for joining us. We had a great time talking about moms. Happy belated Mother's Day to all you moms out there. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, my name is Rick. And I'm Amy. And we do our own podcast called the Take Him With You podcast when we have time. Yeah, which lately. we're behind right now. We are. And also, you, if you want to listen to my parody songs, i got a ton of them over at StarTrekParodies.com. You can get a dose of geeky goodness just by going over there and listening for free. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. Join Rico again next week. He'll be back to say hi to everybody and present another awesome Treks and Sci-Fi show. But for now, this is Rick. And this is Amy. And you've been listening to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. If you'd like to contact the podcast, you can get a hold of Rico by emailing treksf at gmail.com or head on over to the website, treksf.com. We've got forums that are really fun, but you've also got a great Facebook page. You just type in Treks in Sci-Fi and you'll find our Facebook page. Join up. Say hi. Join our happy throng. Yep. And that's it. I don't know what to say at the end. I don't know either. Maybe Rico can put something in at the end. Nah, we're, nah, we're going to do this all for him. Ready? Okay. <clears throat> Copyright 2015. This has been a Rico A. Dosti production. Sounds good to me. <laughs> all right. Live, <laughs> right. live long and prosper, Amy. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, you too. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm going to leave you with a song called um, <laughs> Think Like a Vulcan. Sounds good. I love this song. I, I wrote this song. For you, dear. Yeah.
Modern Sci-Fi with Rico Dosti. For more information, visit treksinsci-fi.com. Join the forums at treksinsci-fi.com slash forum. Dr. Beverly Crusher, I would appreciate an explanation. Yes, you should. Do you have a comment, a suggestion, or a question? Email Rico today at treksf at gmail.com. That's treksf at gmail.com. How much do you think that tells me about your character? Treks in Sci-Fi, the weekly podcast with geeky goodness and entertainment news. Yes, you should. Goodbye.